Hello, it's Graham Cove with another My Music. In a minute, I'm going to be speaking to Simon all about his life in music. But first, a man, a laptop and a riser. What more do you want? I need to get going, Mel. See you later. Afternoon, Simon. Where are you coming from? Yeah, in Oxfordshire, near uh, Abingdon. Near, Abingdon, near... indeed. What a yeah. wonderful, what a wonderful place. Been there many a time. Bought many a record in a record shop there before. You know, record shops weren't a thing. Yeah, modern, modern music. Let's just take you back in time. When, when did music start for you? Uh, well, a long, yeah, a long time ago. I. Um... I was, I mean, you know, I remember, you know, listening to the radio in the back of my parents' car and stuff like that. But uh, I think the the earliest thing where I thought, yeah, I really like this, uh, it's going to be, you know, you've heard probably heard this story many a time before, but it's actually, uh, I heard a Beatles album. There we go. On uh, it was my my grandfather had one of these old um, gramophone players. Yeah. And Hard Days Night on there. That he didn't really listen to that sort of stuff, but he had Hard Days Night, and I just remember listening to that, going, wow. This is really good. And um, then, uh, you know, the, the thing I, I said to him, I said, Grandad, when, when you die, can I have your gramophone player and your uh, Hard Day's Night album? And I actually got it before he died. So I had it. So that was my first album. Then I got quite into the, the Beatles and stuff from, you know, from about five, six onwards. I remember getting the old album for a birthday and stuff like that. So that's the thing that really got, yeah, my, that was my first sort of musical thing. Then my brother was listening to, you know, then he was listening to stuff that was a bit different, you know, from from the mainstream. That's oh like, right, there from you the are. Stuff. Bit, you know, bit. He started off all a bit prog rocky. Mm -hmm. So you know, as you do, yeah, as you do, yeah. And then um, it all sort of developed. He was sort of playing sort of punk stuff and new wave and things like that. And then I guess the band. The band that I really got into, you know how you like you have your tribe, you know, you're, the thing that identifies you, was I think Echo and the Bunnymen was the band that right. That, that was the group I loved. That was the solidifying mm. element. It's quite yeah. interesting. Just going back there a second, there's a couple of things that I pick out from that. One is, isn't it interesting that Beatles, the Beatles managed to to get their way into people's homes, regardless of the fact that they didn't really listen to music. You know, right. it it, yeah. it was it was one of those things, wasn't it? I mean, I can remember my parents didn't really listen to music, and yet they had a Beatles album. It was it was almost like they people felt they needed to own a Beatles album. Yeah, for yeah. when other people came round, maybe even though they didn't actually listen to music themselves. So that it was. I'm so glad that that was a trend in a way. Yeah, and they introduced some. When you think about it, some you know, so they started off very poppy and stuff, but their stuff they introduced later was quite out there, you know. Stuff when you when you think like the White Album things, it's uh, it's mad, you know. That stuff is mad. Even now, you're listening to it, like that track, you know, Number Nine, that track that was yeah. on a kind of traditional pop band that was all the grannies were listening to, and yet you know they were trying some very different stuff. And which is, which is always great, isn't it? When when bands kind of sneak. 
you know, their alternative side in there. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the Beatles probably did it better than anybody and you know, kind of led the way in that. And then you said, and then you said, which was quite interesting, and I've heard this before, that your brother was into prog, but also punk. Mm. Isn't that isn't that interesting? I always find that interesting because you'd you'd think never the twain should meet. <laughs> yeah, well, well, there was this thing that people were into the prog, and then the punk came along, and they were chucking out all their albums. I remember someone, it was something somebody's talking about being in a student flat or something, and they were going through all their records, saying we can keep that. That's got to go. So they're chucking out the Genesis Pink Floyd, then the David Bowie. No, that can stay because there kind of was a big shift. There's an overlap there. Yeah. Yeah. But I think nowadays, I mean, I, I my tastes, I mean, probably as everyone's are very eclectic. And, uh, you know, there's a place I, I, I actually think, I think Foxtrot is a great album, Genesis album. You listen to that and it's quite beatly, actually, when you, when you listen to the, What's going on underneath? You know, it's not it's not a bad album. But I can see similarities between prog and punk <laughs> because, in a way, they're both a bit out there. You yeah, know, a bit anti-establishment in their own way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Whereas, whereas actually, you know, there was kind of middle of the road, mm. which was which was always there. Which which neither of those they both had very definite followings as well. They both had people that were very passionate about you know, the music and following those particular bands and those particular groups at the time. Yeah. And, like, yeah, as you say, they were both a little bit anti, you know, just general middle-of-the-road stuff. So, you know... Yeah, counterculture is a word I often think about. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But then Echo and the Bunnymen came along like, you know, as, as I say, like a solidifying element into uh, into your music yeah. world. What what was it about Echo and the Bunnymen that that really did it for you? I think, mate. I mean, I was into I was into yeah. So I suppose the Beatles took me on to people like the Doors and Hendrix and stuff like that. So um, I suppose the Bunnymen did have their roots a bit in. You know, they're a bit psychedelic at times, really. When they first uh, that first album, they've got Crocodiles, which I think is. Is their best actually, even though other people say Ocean Rain and stuff. I would say, I still say Crocodiles was really kind of revolutionary and uh, different. It, it was, I suppose, it was still the kind of the post punk thing. I still liked all the, the, the counterculture, punky, new wave sort of stuff. And they were just taking it a bit further, uh, not just pop songs, but you know, there's a bit more. I, you know, I like the image really. I remember when they, I, I walked around in long coats. First of all, camouf camouflage was the first thing. I used to wear yeah. camo, found this sort of German, German camo uh, army jacket I used to wear. And then then I did wear, yeah, a long Mac. And actually, in one of our songs, I talk about um, a long Mac and green flash. It's, it's a track. It's, it's one of our tracks. Where I remember walking around that going. And it, the, the song is about me going into nightclubs in Stratford-on-Avon, where I used to live, and just being lost. And just, it was they were awful. And then, you know, someone like me in a long Mac, you know, they were wearing, and they were wearing, as I say, on the tracks, everyone's wearing white shirts with ties and tie pins and stuff, and a bit into Luther Vandross and stuff like that. Yeah. It was only, uh, I'm sort of digressing a bit, it was only when I went to uh, Liverpool and Manchester where you were going to nightclubs and going, oh, this is stuff I really like, you know, this is um, music I can really relate to and link to. Um, so, yeah, I did, so going back to that, yes, I did walk around in a long Mac, 
and I walked green flesh. But somebody said I looked like a. I remember some old bloke said I looked like a sack in pumps. I think I think with Echo and the Bunnymen as well. For anyone that was following Echo and the Bunnymen, there was a certain aloofness to it. There was a certain um, a feeling that you were listening to something fairly intelligent. Yeah, yeah, and a bit thea bit theatrical as well. You know, I like the light shows and all the image and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I fell for that quite a lot. That kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> have you have you continued to fall for light shows? Is, yeah. is the theatrical side of music still important to you? I uh, well, you know, I realise we're all just everyone's actually just a normal human being, really. At the end of the day, but uh, I, I did put people up in a pedestal a bit, but uh, no, I'd say not anymore. You know, um, no, I, you know, I like a good song where it's going to get you get into kind of like a bit of a groove or a bit of a mood, but. Um, yeah, no, I, we haven't. We don't have dry ice at our gigs. I'll just say that. Try <laughs> it maybe one day. You, know. you just have it. Just have people vaping instead, which gives Probably, a, yeah. a, a similar kind of uh, you know effect. Uh, when when did you first think I'm going to actually do this music thing? Well, I remember at primary school forming bands. You know, someone had right. a, someone had a Spanish guitar, and we got some ice cream tubs. I remember doing that, but it was only. You know, messing around at school. What actually happened was, I'd always sort of had a guitar. I'd always had a guitar and um, sort of was bashing around on it all the time. But um, I'm just going to let let my cat out. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. There you go. Um, this so, always happens. The stray cats get everywhere. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> uh, so um, yeah. So I'd been playing lots of just getting together with people and having the odd jam and stuff. But it was only then one night I had two friends uh, called Simon and Angus who um, were just sort of jamming a lot in their, their bedroom after pubs and things like that. And they had lots of little tunes. And then I went back to their house one day, a bit drunk. And I just started singing. I had I, I saw a melody and stuff they were doing. And I also had my own songs as well. So then um, it kind of went, oh, this sounds good. And then we just sort of kept doing it. And then we formed a band, got a drummer. And did a few demos and stuff and played around Stratford and Avon. And uh, yeah, absolutely loved it. Uh, but we did end up splitting up. But um, that was the start. That was the start of the whole band thing and that whole enjoyment about being with a group of people and making music and that, that whole thing firing off each other and um, being creative. So it was. Um, what was the band called? They were called Brits Over the Briny. Well, that's a long name, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, it was. Um, of course, after that, you get all the. This was before the Brits was created, you know, for the for the um, you know, all that, that award thing. But um, yeah, Brits over the Brian. It was just sort of supposed to be some sort of uh, army thing about people being overseas, I think, or something like that. But I think my brother said it. Said it was her name. But um, yeah, and that was really, you know, I actually, and I still, you know, that band was great. I loved that band, and actually, ironically. Many, many years later, when I was with the Vernons, Vernon's Future, a few years ago, the bass player left. And we were right. around for a bass player. And I said, well, I've got a mate, Simon, who plays bass. I used to play with him. He actually lives down the road in Whitney now. I said, um, can I give him a call? And he said, yeah, OK. So I, um, And he hadn't done anything for 20 years. And uh, I said, oh, do you want to come and be in my band? And he said, he jumped at it. So, uh, right. and, and I now actually see him quite a lot. I actually go around to his house and we... Um, 
do quite a bit of songwriting. So it's been it's been a really good uh, positive thing. That's amazing, isn't it? What what has he been doing for twenty years? I don't know. Something to do with uh, computers. You know, he's, he's yeah, uh, like everybody. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He run. He does. Yeah, software and stuff like that. Yeah, but uh, he's now since this has all started going again with him in the band. Uh, he's started doing. Um, he started. He's because he's quite into computers and stuff. He's actually created his own recording thing in his um, one of his rooms. So some of the albums, some of this, our latest single, I did all the guitar, and yeah, all the guitar, and he did all the bass around his house. So um, that was. So it's been a real yeah. It's funny how it's sort of come back again to how all those years ago in this sitting in the bedroom in Stratford Haven, we're now met, met up again and um, playing and doing songs again. So um, yeah. It's interesting that cycle, isn't it? Because, um, and I always mention whichever book I'm reading at the time. I'm still, I'm still making my way through David Byrne's book, How Music Works. I don't know whether you've ever read it, but it's a fa fascinating book. But he talks about that in there. He talks about the fact that you know, we kind of started very DIY when it came to recording, and then studios got very technical to the point where, you know. You used as a band, you used to go to a studio and <laughs> it was dominated by engineers and mm. uh, tape techs, etc., who would tell you to go and sit in that room and just, <laughs> just yeah. play, you know, yeah. because you, you couldn't possibly work no. out how all of this works. We're, we're, our job is to make you sound good, your job is to play. Yeah. And now it's that, that's, that world's disappearing. Right, because yeah, everything's yeah. everything's come back down to well, yeah, actually, you can do it yeah. <laughs> on a piece of kit in front of you. Yeah, and actually, our last single was done. It was a bit. I suppose maybe it's because of post COVID and all that lot, but it was done pure. It was all done in different places. So I did the guitar and the bass was over in Simon's and Whitney. John, our keyboardist, is a bit of a musician. Well, he's a does a lot of recording that's the business he works in but um he's got a garden shed and i just sang the lyrics and i was down at his house in barnet you know and then our guitarist did his guitar in his house the drummer did it on a in his own house yes yeah, it's, it's and I, I was very hesitant not to go down that road because i do like that thing where you're kind of all together and firing off each other but i think when you have songs which are quite established and you've rehearsed them a lot you kind of know what you're all doing anyway so yeah. on, for call for call to arms, it uh, I think it 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 really really works. Uh, we, you know, we we put it out because we did think it it sounded good. The 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 one element of that which I guess has is most impacted more than anything is the vocals. It, when when it comes to doing actually recording the vocals, how how do you go about doing that? Do you do you then sit and listen to have have you got everything else together first? And then you put the vocals in afterwards and you you kind of sit and listen to it full blast first to kind of immerse yourself in it or or yeah you know. i i the vocal line is usually usually when i'm writing songs i usually write yeah always it's always on a guitar and uh i just do the vocal i have i have that i can hear what i'm singing and I've got the guitar, and then I'll, and I'll have it. Often, you know, bizarrely, I often wake up with a song in my head. That's that's. A, I don't know if other people do that, but I often do that and just sort of go, "Ooh!" It's, it's every morning I've got something going on in my head. Actually, it's a bit weird. I don't know if it's some bio, biological brain thing or something, but um, <laughs> I I have the melody, 
the guitar and then I work out then you know I, I bang away usually I've got the song is worked out and then I'll go to the band or I'll go to Simon and say let's you know I've got some ideas for bass or have you got any ideas for bass we'll have a go of the song and then maybe speed it up slow it down and then I go to the band uh, but it's great because then it it changes completely you know it turns into something completely different to what you expected which is the beauty of having five other people there but uh the vocals i've usually got the vocal line pretty well straight away right but the actual lyrics it's almost like i really want before i actually like put my pen to paper i've got ideas for the song but it's only when i know we're definitely recording that song that's when i think right what am I actually? What I'm actually saying here? What, what are the what are the exact lyrics? You know, how's it gonna? Oh right. So if if a song was kind of in skeleton form, but it it didn't progress around beyond that, it was it's kind of like well, I don't want to kind of commit to that. In, in a way, yeah. Of, yeah, yeah. Which That's is quite interesting. Yeah, I because I mean, actually, uh, yeah. Um, I mean, I've got. Uh, I was. I was very interested in this one, you know, the, the, the White Album, where um, this is the new version where they've got the Escher, Escher tapes. Yeah. Where they've, it's all acoustic versions and they've worked out all the songs. You can hear all the lyrics, the whole lot done. Then they've obviously then gone to the, to the, uh, into the studio with the songs already. And I thought, and I, and I thought, well, maybe, I don't know, maybe I should try that. But I, I've never really done that. I've always sort of waited for the song to be. I know what I'm. I know the melody line. I do scat lyrics kind of thing. Always, always have these sort of token lyrics. I sing over stuff, and often the song will develop around an idea that I might be singing about a bit. I might have one or two lines, but I've never fixed a song and then gone. Here's the song. Right. Let's let's turn it into a. Well, no, I kind of get that. It's it's because you know it's about energy at the end of the day. Um, you know, and if you're the kind of person that wakes up with a song on a regular basis and you've, you're kind of, your brain is putting energy into that, you don't want to expel too much energy in one particular place and unless it's focused. Yeah. That, yeah. that kind of makes sense to me. I mean, I'm, I'm similar in that, you know, I, I get up and I write stuff for people on a day-to-day basis and and people come and say to me, well, how on earth do you think of ideas every single day? How how on earth do you come up with these different subjects, these different topics? Yeah. And I just do, you yeah. know. I, I I find that I immerse myself in life, if that right. makes sense. Yeah. And I, I, I walk around a bit like a sponge, I guess. I don't know whether you feel like that, that you kind of, when you're, when you're out, when you're seeing people, when you experience, um, you know, things just happening you well, kind of take note of that and it goes in it goes in and it kind of sits there and permeates and goes well yeah, okay I've... and those things do then come out in songs yeah definitely ideas books bit of a film whatever it does but it's weird how it might be years before it suddenly appears in a song and yeah it doesn't need to be right that minute it's not necessarily what you're reading right now will come out or what you've saw today will come out tomorrow it's it's more a case of i think it's more a case of allowing yourself to be observant mm, yeah. really and kind of you know uh open to do you are you as a person are you quite open to sort of like learning and and finding out about new things or yeah 
That's yeah. Terrible. yeah, always. Yeah, um, I'm just always reading or listening or podcasts or yeah. I mean, that's the CDs there over the other here. That those. That's my. I've got a few books up and down there. Oh, just a few. Just those, a few. Are, those are all the ones he wrote last week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I do. I just. Yeah. I, I don't know. Always worry. I think too much. Actually, my wife says I think too much. You know. But um, there you go. Um, well, then, but you don't really. What you do is you're thinking. You're. You're. I, I think you're absorbing, and then, and then it. You know that that seeps out. But then that's probably why, when it comes to writing the lyrics, that's you know that that's gonna. That's gonna have to be, something that's really, right for that time and right yeah. for that moment, etc. Mm. So it's not a case of. Whereas the initial idea could have seeped out of this, that, and the other. Yeah. You've then got to bring it ra- back round to something that you feel really com- comfortable with. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. and you've got to feel comfortable with it for a long period of time as well. Because yeah. once it's written, it's, you know, oh, yeah. It's, yeah. it's there forever, isn't it? That's the thing. Yeah. 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 My everyone. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. I do feel, as I think, bizarrely, I think I'm quite a private person. And then I go put all this stuff out on on lyrics and stuff, which is kind of just me. There you go. That's that's uh, uh, very, you know, very open. Really, it's a, it's a strange thing, really. So I, I remember listening to a Amy Winehouse interview, and she was just saying her songs are just so from the heart, and just about all the stuff that she was going through. And she said she found it so weird. She's standing up on stage, and all the all these people were hearing her saying all these things in in her songs, and uh, but also loving it. But it was it wasn't really for them. She was just saying it for how she was feeling at the time and stuff, and you know, very very personal stuff. I don't know how personal mine is, but uh, some of it is. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's weird, isn't it? Because it's a cathartic experience on the one hand, and it, as you say, it's for yourself. Mm. But but then, but then that's again though. There's something that uh, happens when you create a piece of music, which is quite quite fascinating as well which is that once the listener hears it what that means to that person even if they understand what you meant by it yeah that it transforms it, yes. it it's yeah. it's what they then understand by it which becomes really interesting and, and i um do, do you also love songs where it's in a way it's a it's quite ambiguous as a listener do you quite like it when it's like who knows what that song's about? But I yeah. I feel quite deeply emotionally moved by that. <laughs> yes, I do. I, absolutely. I, I don't I don't really follow lyrics and things. Think what exactly this, is he talking about? But I just I get my idea, and in a way, I kind of put my own stamp on it. What I think it's about, yeah. And uh, and actually, you know, it's bizarre that you do get articles where people are saying, you know, do you know what this song is really about? And, and those are always interesting. Actually, what they're really singing about, like. Um, you know the drugs don't work by the ver- verve you know that's yeah. actually his father dying that's a quite sad very sad song because the drugs weren't making him better and yet you all think it's some something about your ordinary drugs that you see in the pop scene the kind of uh, kind of world but uh, it completely changes the whole meaning of it you know but uh, but yeah I don't I don't really delve too much into exactly what people are saying I just get my own idea from it and then that's that's I run with that. That's what I think the song is about. Yeah. So, I mean, our, our Andy, our guitarist, was um, we had to do we had to do a thing for a promotion um, about 
about what some of the songs about and he was saying i think the songs about are this aren't they and i and then he told me I said, <laughs> no not at all actually completely different yeah he, so even the guitar he'd got a completely different idea of what what i was actually singing about yeah so um, but i think that's lovely i think that's i think that's exactly how it should be um yeah yeah you know and i, I think it can in in a way if everything can just be read you know i mean i think that's actually one of the things that's so good about music that is actually quite different from a lot of other arts a lot of our other arts are probably easier to to go back and interpret in a very red way mm. whereas music i think even if someone's written out on one of these websites you know this is what it means da, 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 da. i don't mm. think that matters for toffee really yeah. because actually if if someone's heard it and it means they've they've created this meaning of it which which has touched them in a particular way and it it, it for them it means this that's fine yeah 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 absolutely yeah and it's uh yeah you can't you can't get it wrong really which is like really nice that's the thing about yeah 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 so let's uh, let's talk about uh the the new album what 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 are some of the subjects you are talking about on on the new album uh well um I should, you know i should have one here and just be sort of showing it shouldn't i um uh what we've got we've got call to arms is that that is about climate that's a bit that's quite a straightforward one and then um just can't help myself which i think is the second one that's actually about my um about my kids about i think how great i think they are really basically that's it about uh because there's one thing it's, it has a line about uh I'm Lazarus to you or something. And so it's about, you know, you, you how you kind of like children come pick you up and make you live again a bit. You will make you enhance your life. You know? And you've got um, Holy Joe, which is, that's all about religion, really. Uh, my thoughts on that, you know, which are all kind of a bit all over the place. Basic summed up, I think, I think, again, you know, you talk about, you hear things from years ago. Well, I heard this bloke saying once that he liked going into empty churches he found those a really nice place to be but as soon as it fills up he's straight out mm. gets out there and, and i kind of got that you know i thought yeah you're going to whatever you believe sort of going to church it's like you know, it's, a, it's a kind of chilling nice place but then you know i like that idea you know, what he was saying and I, I kind of agree you sort of fill it up and there's all these other people around and think no i feel a bit uncomfortable here you know when i and that's, I guess, that's the kind of thing that that song is about, that the, the threads throughout it, these con conflicting ideas all the time. about The kind of idea that sort of religion is 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 mainly man-made. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in a way, yeah. Exactly. yeah. That, that, you know, if you, you can find a space somewhere where you might meet with God. Yeah. Yeah, or you can find a space where you're spiritually in tune, right? Which yeah. is you between you and whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. But but you know, but as soon as you put people there, it's a club, and you know, mm. is that is that club a a good club or a bad club? And it's you know, uh, you know what what are the yeah, absolutely. I, and I think you know, I think a lot of people in this day and age struggle with that. You know, yeah. which is that because we probably all grew up in a in a religious household, or or, or we knew someone that was, you know, that Ooh. didn't go to church, etc. And yeah. you know, yeah. and now it's 
you know, it's there's no denying as well, as I guess, that having all of us gone through the pandemic, which which sure saw, you know, everybody on this earth, as it were, coming together suddenly in this kind of common thread of actually we're not all that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. That it it does kind of prick your alertness to to you know there is a greater thing happening here, mm. but ultimately we're we're pretty crap at this. <laughs> I I heard I saw a clip of uh, it was a Leonard Cohen song. Uh, no, it's a Leonard Cohen film just come out called Alleluia. Yeah, it's like the world is very very complicated you can never understand the world you can either fight against it he said or you can say hallelujah <laughs> that was his last thought that's a nice line you know i thought you know and, and i'm not quite sure what he's saying but I, I did i did quite like that um i suppose really you know at the end of the day it's i suppose it's, it's part of me that's a bit i don't know spiritual a bit but you know it's again it's all this this as you're saying you know it's all this conflicting stuff going on in your in your head all the time and uh I find fact more more. It's just me making observations. I find it fascinating because at the end in the in the chorus, I uh, it sounds very pretentious here, but there's a, there's a Vol Voltaire talks about. I think in in his book Candide, he just talks about um, there's all this stuff going on in the whole book, and he just says, "I should just stay in my garden and dig the garden." Mm. with life like that and actually that's what the the chorus is about it's just like oh i'm just going to sit in my garden and get on with that get on with the garden you know growing something and that's the uh not to get too heavy but that's the uh that's the uh that's no. song you know and you managed to wrap all of this up in 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 lovely pop and, and yeah <laughs> yeah you know trying to get into those everyone's houses with this little pop poppy because we you know our 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 line in on our bio on social media is we're at the poppier end of the indie spectrum, and uh, I do like a good pop tune. You know, that's the end of the yeah. Show, you know, so uh, um, it's it's thinking it it's thinking person's pop. There's a good yeah, one. That's it, thinking I, pop. Yeah, I I think as well. Are you? It sounds to me through talking to you that you're a bit like me. You're you're very interested in the dialogue. So you're you're interested in putting these thoughts and ideas and almost conversation starters out there. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Could argue that. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely yeah. on that. The Holy Joe one is just a. Uh, these are my thoughts. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. 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 yeah you're right. Yeah. So you are you quite interested in getting kind of people's feedback? Do you do you use uh things like social media etc to to you know follow those trains of thought and follow that up or are you not not really I, you... no, I don't really have conversations on social media with people it's uh yeah i uh my yeah basically we're on social media really it's andy does the twitter uh, andy is our guitarist and he's the kind of he's the driving force the uh the kind of like the manager uh he's the one who gets he's the doer in the band i'm just sort of sit around trying to work out songs and stuff and i'm you know not not a great at putting myself out there as far as um talking to people and having conversations and dialogue as you say but um so yeah i don't more it's just sort of leave it leave it with the songs and then um you know 
take it if you want to have a think about what i'm singing about then good then again you know if, if more people are listening and we get more of a following and stuff then i'm you know i would definitely uh you know like i'm talking to you now i'm quite happy to talk about stuff and um yeah i don't I'm not but great my, but maybe not online maybe down the pub with a probably pub. yeah that'd be better yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah yeah, because then you don't, then you're not navigating. You're not navigating what's real and what's not real as well, aren't you? I mean, it's um, you know, I, 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 you know, I kind of miss old English pubs, don't you? I, I think that <laughs> there was something about when I was growing up. There's something about sort of just going down the pub, not not from the drinking point of view, but just from that conversational point of view. And it wasn't actually a conversation about being out. It was a conversation. We we used to go down and and talk about C.S. Lewis and <laughs> you know Chaucer and and yeah. you know topics. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's a nice pub around the corner, actually. But, um, I do go there occasionally. But, um, I suppose I have most conversations actually with the band because I, again, I was listening to this bloke just on the radio last week saying about how men struggle with friendships but what they do is they do stuff together whereas women will have this sort of emotion very emotional connection with each other and um he's called mark dickens you have to look him up on twitter mm. comedian but he's just he's just written a book about called billy no mates and it's about um how really men will end up just having it's their wives will array it'll be they'll be friends with their wives friends partners something like that but actually um men are better at if they're doing something like so in the band it's great we kind of all meet together because we're in a band we're doing stuff we're not all kind of getting together to have the you know these sort of like uh talking too emotionally or anything like that but it's uh so that's a very good that's a very good thing actually uh, oh, so have... as men are we are we aquaplaning most of the time well <laughs> <laughs> i think well that's that's I, that that is a that's that's basically that's basically saying the aquaplaning saying the world is aquaplaning we're just going too fast out of control we need to put the brakes on and just you know be a bit more aware of what's going on but um yeah but maybe some of us are as well we just need to we need to ground ourselves in 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 a, a little group yeah oh yeah oh yeah i mean oh definitely yeah i mean men definitely need to uh get out there a bit more and just join a club or something get on the bike with a load of people or join a football team or be in a band you know that's be in a band be in a band recommend highly recommend it they are simon's recommending being a band so that's a great place to stop simon thanks for coming and talking to me today um just so everyone knows where do people get the music well we're on band camp so you can you can buy the album on band camp but we're also on all the uh I think I think on SoundCloud, but we're on all it. We're on. Um, you can download it on Amazon. You can stream it on Spotify, and actually, all those other ones like Deezer. If you're, in, I think French like Deezer, but uh, all those of all those places, the 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 all our tracks are available. The album together will be out on the seventh of October. The CD, yeah, the CD you can buy on Bandcamp, or come to a gig, and you can buy it there. Plus T-shirts as well. So we've really gone for the merch, which I'm thoroughly enjoying as well. No mugs yet. I just I was saying I was drinking this. Do you recognise that? That's uh, this is my um, yeah Johnny Marr mug that he I actually drank, he drank out of this mug. No, really. Yeah. Uh, he was around a f 
a, a friend was he was uh, parking yeah there's a thing going on downstairs downstairs in their flat and this bloke was trying to park and a friend opened the door and said can i help you and it was johnny marr and he came into their flat and then they got to know him and then they, they get he he when he was around here he drank out of this mug when he was at their flat then they ended up making a video for him which is another thing i need them to do that for me as well actually but, uh, it's, that's it's amazing story. We make videos as well. You can always talk to me about that. That's, there we okay. go. Another time. Yeah, definitely. John, Johnny Marr, great man. I, I I feel that he's getting better and better and better, actually, as a solo artist as well. I, yeah. I really do. So I've got, I've got the Messenger album. That's a great album. And it's oh, great. Look, really good live. Try the new album. Oh, amazing. right. Absolutely mm -hmm. amazing. Okay. Simon, thanks for... Thanks for uh, coming to talk to me this afternoon it's been an absolute pleasure do keep in touch um everybody do go and check out fernand's future aquaplaning find it download yes. it and and pay them some money so that they can carry on doing it excellent yeah. until next time thanks very much for joining Thank me you. bye for now bye-bye